Welcome to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron along with Dr. Jamie Heisman. Carol Zerniel is still out of pocket in a meeting. She'll be back as uh, as soon as possible. So in the meantime, we are pushing ahead with Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known expert on not only caregiving but addictions as well, a psychotherapist in addition to uh, advanced degrees in psychology and, and you name it. So Dr. Jamie, you mentioned something to me that I, I hadn't ever thought about or heard about, and that is the secret guilt of caregivers. You know, Ron, um, as I, in my religion, and I gather yours as well, people say we were born with original guilt. Yeah, we're right? both Jewish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So many are born with original sin. We're born with original guilt. At the end of at the end of the day, guilt becomes something that that we're told about, that we experience, and that's something we have to arise above. But as I started working with caregivers, not just family caregivers, but professional caregivers, I saw this kind of pandemic, if you will, a common denominator of of almost a shame-based sort of guilt that they would not disclose, or they would not talk about, yet was hanging on their lives like an anchor on a boat. Shame-based guilt over what? Well, many of us, you know, take you know care of an elderly, and we have this kind of nagging, let's say, whisper in our minds that, you know, we lose our patience, or we feel guilty for complaining about lack of sleep or lack of money, or feel guilty about not having enough time for the person. And ultimately, ultimately, this terrible, dreaded four-letter word of perfection has us fully fooled in our mind that that we're actually responsible for changing the face of a disease where you and I both know we're totally powerless over. So if the care recipient uh, uh, starts slipping, isn't doing well, caregivers will blame themselves? Absolutely. I think caregivers, you know, if they're not taking care of themselves, again, this is the real antidote that we always can talk about, taking your oxygen first and the self-care. But if somebody is not taking care of themselves, they have thrown mind, body, soul into their loved one, and in fact, even become the martyr, they do take on this very hyper-responsible sort of role as if they are in control. And, and that word, that really difficult word of control, I think really permeates uh, caregiving throughout. Until we realize we're not in control, we can accept and let go and realize we're pretty powerless over most of this process. We'll continue to have the secret guilt. But isn't it easy to slip into a feeling that you're in control because you determine when they eat, you determine when they get their medication, you determine when they go potty, you determine when they go to bed, you determine when they go to the doctor's office. You are in control. So you think. And I'm not saying it's an illusion, but you are in control of the things that you can control. You remember, um, I'm sure you've heard this from 12-step programs, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, yes, as a caregiver, you really do have some issues and challenges and things that you can help your loved one with that you actually do control. But the things that you can't control, this awesome nature of their disease, the awesome nature of, of really kind of being responsible for their own health care. In fact, uh, which is a whole other topic and another show, uh, the definition of burnout, Ron, is that a caregiver or anybody works harder than the person in front of them. So control, yes. There are certain things that we are always in control, but the wisdom to know the difference of that which we are not in control has to be really realized, or this guilt and this shame will take a caregiver under. And can that guilt and shame lead to self-medication? 
Absolutely. In fact, that's really, especially with boomer population, which we're seeing disproportionately are becoming the the, the, the sandwich generation sort of facilitators. Um, we are looking always for something to take us away to an altered state, away from this pain, away from this guilt, away from the shame. And if they're readily available, certainly by our loved ones, or alcohol, which we all know is readily available anywhere, um, you would have a tendency, mm. if that's what you did, years back in the 60s and 70s to self-medicate to do it again today. Interesting. Uh, a friend of mine, Melissa Stolci, who writes for the San Antonio Express News, uh, did a column in last Sunday's uh, Express News opinion section in which she uh, talked about alcoholism, revealed that she's an alcoholic, uh, and, and talked about how she hopes the day will come when uh, people don't see her or anyone else as a hero when they come forward and say, hey, I'm an alcoholic because it is a disease that people need to understand and recognize uh, that folks have to uh, deal with. And uh, saying that she is an alcoholic does not make her a hero. Well, definitely it doesn't, but it is a wonderful thing to be able to name it and claim it. I think when caregivers are involved also that they can take a lesson from the Alcoholic Anonymous program that once we decide that our life is unmanageable and we have to turn it over to a power greater than ourselves, we then have to say, yes, identifying it is the first step. Um, but, you know, I want to go back to the fact that guilt, Ron, is not just a negative emotion, because you bring up the concept of alcoholism and people in recovery, but I've often seen there's kind of a, a good guilt as well, which, and, and let me clarify that. I mean, a good guilt is that is the type that causes us to examine our behavior and make a change when we have some control about it. So, for instance, if we're impatient with a loved one or, you know, we're trying our, our total best to, to overwork and be in front of that person, there's a bit of a guilt that comes with us. And I think that guilt is helpful if we view it as, let's say, a motivation to get into therapy, to get a geriatric care manager, or to get into a support group. My wife pulled the uh, Jewish mother guilt trip on me the other day. She bought me two shirts, one pink, one blue. I like them both. And I, I came out of the closet, and I had the blue shirt on. So what do you think she said? What, that you came out of the closet? Or no. Or you have a blue shirt on? No. Oh, That's sorry. cute, though. I like that. Uh, no, she said, so what's wrong with the pink shirt? Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. And then you start doubting yourself in some ways, and that's another issue about caregiving. <laughs> exactly. Right. Guilt, guilt creeps into us when we discount ourselves, when we don't feel like we're on two feet. We don't feel like we are in control of ourselves, our mind, body, and soul. So guilt kind of creeps in, and we discount ourselves. So the antidote, obviously, which I really want to get out uh, while we have this time here on the show, the antidote to guilt is always raising one's self-esteem because the psychological truism is that the higher the guilt, the lower the self-esteem. And the lower the guilt, usually the higher the self-esteem. So we literally do have some control over the remedy around guilt. Well, can you raise your own self-esteem, or doesn't it take someone saying, add a girl? Well, no. The add a girl stuff is the codependent way to raise your self-esteem. It's the external validation for your internal self. Let's say the best way to raise your self-esteem is to make a promise to yourself and keep it, to go out and meditate, to go out and walk, to go out to a support group and participate for an hour, you know, knowing that you're not an island. So I think the remedy for guilt or the self-esteem, if you will, that we're looking for really has to come from within, and the caregiver's sort of dilemma is we seem to outsource this way too much. So should caregivers uh, have a, a 911 connection to a therapist? 
I, I don't think there's a question in the world. I always think that that's the first order of concern, that Medicare, managed care, fee-for-service, whatever you have has an allotment for mental health care. You don't have to go back to three years old and find out, you know, all the traumas and dramas that happened back then. It's a beautiful thing simply to have somebody you trust who's a corrective experience who will listen and bear witness and allow you to cry, allow you to laugh, but most importantly, allow you to examine, let's say, the guilt, uh, whether it's the good guilt or the bad guilt or the things that creep into our minds that, that really has us doubting. You're listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS On Air on News Talk 930 KLUP. I'm Ron Aaron along with Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zerniel. Poor Carol's stuck in a meeting. We hope to see her shortly. Uh, Jamie, we've got about a minute left before we jump out on this segment. Uh, as you think about that secret guilt of caregivers, uh, wouldn't it be nice if there was a little training session we could give everybody before they became a caregiver? I agree with you, Ron. I think that the two things in our society that we're loath to provide proper education on it happen to be the two most important things that face us, which is parenting and caregiving. And I don't think they're dissimilar, actually. A caregiver who won't have guilt, a caregiver who does raise their self-esteem, and a caregiver who has boundaries is literally self-parenting themselves. So when we learn how to parent, which I often say that you need to be fair, consistent, and available, I think the education you're asking about um, is, is powerful. I also want to say, you know, in, in ending this, too is that beware of the oughtas and shouldas and couldas when you look back anything that was done or has occurred in our lives seems to be really something that is a lily pad to growing and if you can look at it as a, as a half full instead of a half empty as a caregiver you'll do so much better got to stop you right there the addas couldas and shouldas thank you dr jamie he joins us every week for take 10 at the end of our caregiver sos on air for carol zernial i'm ron aaron we will talk with you soon on Caregiver SOS On Air.